co-host has forgotten who he is. And welcome to the Out of Practice podcast here on a beautiful Saturday morning. How you doing, Degs? I'm questioning who I am, Keith. It's uh, Aren't we all? Yeah. But it is beautiful outside and I'm happy to be here with you. <laughs> oh, oh boy, we're off to a grim start. <laughs> I just realized as I was saying it how really real it was. Oh, it's so yeah, no, right? It's uh I you know, I think you don't really start a podcast if you're in a good place. You know what? That's well said. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's you know, it, it's it's sort of a call out into the ether for a piece of your soul that is missing. Wow, that was deep. <laughs> well, you started it. Ladies and gentlemen, we are the Out of Practice podcast. Yes, we are. If you love what you hear, or hate it. You can always write us to suggest something else at outofpracticepodcast at gmail.com. Or you could view some of the crazy screenshots we take on a weekly basis. Not this week, mind you. Um, and you can view that at... At the outofpracticepodcast.blogspot.com. And yes, I did. I updated that shit. You should check it out. I know. I did see it, Keith. Did you, did you notice that I do post screenshots into the, the Google Drive every week in case you want to use those? Oh, do you really? Yeah, in a folder called Screens. Yeah, I don't I don't go to the Google Drive. I have my own Dropbox because I think Google Drive is garbage. In fact, Keith, I want Send to your letters to. <laughs> Could you shoot that uh, objection playlist? Oh, absolutely. Uh, wait, I got to find it. I got to find it. Things moved because you added a new one. Here we go. I thought this would be an appropriate time to discuss internally a kind of a, a question Keith and I have been having. We'd like to throw this to us, you, the audience. We use a combination of Google Drive and also Dropbox. I think Dropbox is a garbage, piece Whoa. of garbage. And Keith no. thinks that Google Drive is a dumpster fire. Keith, I'm, I'm curious as to what your problem with Google Drive is. It's so easy. Uh, no, it doesn't work. It doesn't sync. It doesn't integrate well into your onto your hard drive. Like Dropbox shows up. It's always where you expect it to be. It always syncs. It has selective sync. It is just, I just find it like Google Drive does everything Dropbox does 80% of the time. And my biggest problem is this. In Google Drive, if you're not paying for it, someone shares a folder with you. That shared folder does not eat up your storage. 
it's shared. You can view it. However, if you share a, a, a Dropbox with me, in right. order to even freaking use anything in it, I have to have the allotted storage available on my end. I don't want to do that. I don't well, want to pay for that shit. Well, look, you know, it's we're uh, <clears throat> we're not 22 anymore. We can be adults. Let's get ourselves some some Dropbox. All right, that was the most boring conversation. Now in we the world. should be able to cover it with our earnings. However, <laughs> we've yet to we've reached yet to reach that 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 ledge that, that financial ledge that heady place. You know. However, let me tell you what is heady because I have something really exciting this oh time. And in order to uh, to kick it off, I'm going to start with a new bumper that you created that I have not listened to. Oh, Here it's, it is, it's folks. my finest work. <laughs> Here it is. Conspiracy theory. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. Can we... Uh, <laughs> No, it, oh, it, it really does play out like I imagined. <laughs> oh, I'm glad. I'm really glad it did. It's really great. So, all right. So here is my, it's not really a conspiracy theory, but there is a conspiracy involved. I have a, okay. I have a conspiracy fact. All right, get it to me. And that is, so at the end of every episode notes for the last five weeks, I've been like, where's Helen Gamble? Mm. You just set her up as a, as a main regular cast member. And then we haven't seen her. And I was like, what's going on with that? Well, I looked into it. And by look into it, I read some of the trivia on IMDb. And what I was what I suspected. I love that our research never goes further than IMDb. Than IMDb. But I clicked on an extra page. Ooh. I mean, that's gotta count for something. So I felt like there was a good chance some that some of this was filmed out of sequence. And it turns out I was right. They actually shot 13 episodes for season one. But they only aired six and integrated the other seven into season two, which is why A, season two is so long, and B, we haven't seen Helen Gamble for a while. That's because we are time traveling back to the past and seeing stuff they filmed for season one. Could it also be, Keith, num yes. that, c that number C... Could that be why some of these streaming services packaged 13 episodes with their season one? That's right. That's exactly why. And apparently when it aired in Europe, they fixed that. And uh, on a lot of the DVD packaging, they do include the episode shot for season one in season one. But as we are slaves to IMDb, we are counting it as season two. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been. Oh, God. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to find it. It's around here somewhere. Ah. Conspiracy theory. There it is. Your conspiracy theory moment. Got to use okay. The, got well, to use I know you were all pretty that. upset about that. So uh, we have something else exciting this week. We have a filing and subpoena. Woo. Do we have a bumper we, for that? We don't. We should. No. That's because nobody, <laughs> nobody oh, yeah. writes to us, so we haven't had to do it. It's one. been unnecessary. But we did this time. We have a new member of the jury. Welcome to the jury box, Janie MI6, who uh, that's got to be a James Bond thing, well, I right? I so. It's very, it's very spy-like. It, it, well, it, it, appropriate to the conspiracy. She should get her own conspiracy theory bumper. So Janie MI6 writes this. Waiting for this. I've been looking for a practice podcast for six months. I was so happy when I found out there were others out there who appreciate this awesome show with... 
or to appreciate this awesome show with. I can't couldn't believe it when I found this on the practice subreddit. Also love TNC, the uh, the next conversation, which is the uh, podcast that we're rip, ripping off shamelessly. <laughs> uh, so this is the perfect podcast for me. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much, Janie MI6. Welcome to the jury. Yeah, I hope that in those six months you haven't been too lonely. And I also hope that you stay active with us in the subreddit. I do try to go in there. It's, I guess, reddit.com slash r slash the practice. And uh, if, wow. if you're feeling spicy, maybe hop over to that the next conversation and let people know we've ripped them off. <laughs> they should listen to this show too yes that's right we have shamelessly shamelessly stolen everything in the show from matt and andy uh and uh matt who just had a baby congratulations so Keith, so, i need to i guess this isn't a conspiracy this is more well in a in a way it's a conspiracy so maybe roll the bumper one last time oh my god three times conspiracy theory so I have queued up on my on my podcast listening device, uh, also known as my phone. I don't know why I have no brain today. Actually, I have a couple of answers to that. But regardless, I've queued up the Wisdom of One podcast. Have you? I have. I'm really excited about it. There are three episodes currently released. Am I correct on that? There are yes. three released. Episode four drops next week. I'm really excited about it. Uh, in fact, I have an hour drive out to Long Island today for uh, a gig that I have to do. Um, which is what are you singing? Uh, you know, it's a knockoff of something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's for like it's at a men's club and it's, there's going to be like 90 guys, 90 old guys. I can't. It's going to be hysterical. Um, Wait, you're going to be performing a Jersey Boys Nick rip off at a men's club. Is that, is, that a, is that a strip club? Is that what you're really no, saying? No, no, no. It's an old men's. It's like it's like not quite a it's like an Elks Lodge kind of thing. Uh, but what's hysterical about it is that the whole shtick is built around these kind of like doofy Jersey guys who hit on women the whole time it's very not it's very not hashtag me too it's very inappropriate <laughs> oh, no. in many ways but i think it's just gonna be all dudes so i'm not sure how this is gonna work at all <laughs> at this all. will be very interesting however so i'm really excited to listen to it on my way out but here's what here's where the conspiracy comes in so you're like okay. one of my dear buddies you'd think i'd have listened to this already i haven't but you got into my brain. You know what? I really want to get back up on D&D. So I Google, I YouTubed um, like a beginner's guide, how to roll your character and kind of what's the what kind of getting started, which right. led me to this other podcast that I don't think I want to promote on air because I want people to listen to yours. But it's this live action. They do a live action role play uh, RPG and they have all these characters and the production value is through the roof. It's a YouTube show and a podcast. Um which got me super psyched. I watched a three and a half hour full like part of the campaign and they do it. Did they you do really? three and a half hours weekly, right? Uh, I, I think I know which one you're talking about. It's new. And uh, Sean, my brother complains about it because they record in the same studio they did Star Trek on that he worked in. Oh, interesting. And so they have like three sound engineers doing it and he has to do it all himself. But it's the same studio he worked in. Yeah, I mean, it's clearly somebody put a lot of money into it. I think it's it's it was created by Alex Albrecht. So they I mean, it's it's clearly a very highly produced thing and it's 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 blowing up regardless it's really psyched me up to listen to yours and to continue my campaign um, to just get thrown into the wolf's den. And uh, well, stay, stay tuned. I think your chances are good. Yes. Okay. Uh, but anyway, so just know I'm going to be listening to episode one. So hopefully it doesn't blow. So those uh, viewer out there, we know we have at least one. MI6, come and listen to uh, the Wisdom of One podcast with Keith and the Varney brothers. It's super fun. All right. Let's. 
<laughs> We've already gone Wait, 13 minutes. There's one more thing. Oh my god. I have a uh, a new friend that I met. Uh I'll save the story for another time, but regardless, this new friend uh is a friend of friends blah 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 blah. I got a text from this friend and they said, "You know what? I really like the weather forecasts. Why is Keith being such a dick about them?" No joke. <laughs> no context. I was like, "What is Oh, they must they're listening to the podcast." So oh my anyway, god. Uh to my friend out in Texas, thanks for listening. Uh, I'm absolutely gonna get the forecast in today. Don't you? Don't you fret. And I am a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it all it all kind of works out. It's what you hear is what you get. Oh wow. Okay. That's that's exciting. Well, so let's dive into this. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about this day in the basement. So this episode, season two, episode seven, entitled "Search and Seizure." Search and seizure. I'm having a seizure trying to say seizure. Uh, was aired on October 25th, 1997, Saturday night before Halloween. What were you up to? What a really cool, amazing concert or show were you at or performing at? Chances are very high that I was at home. Uh, this October is one of my favorite months. I love scary stuff. And every year, well, it's, it's kind of flagged in, in recent years, but my brother and sister and I, and usually a good friend of ours who went to a a camp that we ran uh, around that time, Mike McNabb, good buddy, friend of the show. Uh, What's up, Mike? We'd usually take him to, uh, escort him to a haunted house. And so the chances are high that we were at some sort of haunted hayride or haunted house, and if not, watching some sort of scary movie marathon on the television. That sounds fun. Yeah, man, what about you? So, Vermont. Must have been okay, snowy well, by then. You... What's Must that? Must have been snowy by then. Well, you know, it's it's possible. Still a little early for snow, but you never know. Um, yeah, so it, it's it's hockey season right now in the real world, and my Boston Bruins are in the conference finals. Super super excited. Uh, but it was also hockey season in Vermont, and uh, the uh, actually skipping ahead on the uh, cover of the Burlington Free Press, the lead article is UVM hockey still a hot ticket, and that's the University of Vermont. Uh, which is our, it's a division one hockey team. It's like the big sport thing uh, in Burlington. And they were, had just been coming off probably the greatest season in their history um, where they had, uh, they had a future con Smythe winner and Tim Thomas in net. And they had a future MVP of the NHL and Marty St. Louis up front. Uh, used to go watch them all the time. Super, super exciting. Uh, but this following season, the 1997, we were terrible because they were all seniors and they left. But that night, uh, we were losing <laughs> to Boston University at the Gutterson Fieldhouse. And uh, that was such a fun thing that we used to do as a family. Um, but it was so tough to get tickets because it's a small uh, wooden arena. Um, and uh, so my father would have to get up at like four o'clock in the morning and wait in line just to get tickets available only to employees of the University of Vermont. So he had to like camp out practically just to get the special employee tickets. So it was really fun. And now my parents have season tickets. So we were probably watching some hockey. You know, <clears throat> I generally I only follow hockey when the Flyers are involved in the mix. Uh, I'm a sports fan. And if you're a sports fan this year in hockey, I have to say, I just kind of, my cats are murdering each other in the other room. Oh my Ooh. goodness. Uh, so many game sevens, so much excitement. 
they've kind of ironed out how to how to broadcast hockey now. I mean, it's they were going through some experiments the past couple of years, from what I've seen, with lines all over oh, the place. Oh well, I that. mean, Fox tried to ruin hockey single handedly, but they've got it down. The energy in the arenas are palpable. The announcers are on point. The, the there's there's overtimes. There's double overtimes. There's game seven. Except for you, Pierre Maguire. It was hockey's been pretty awesome, I have to say. You know, speaking of the broadcast, well, I, I agree with you on all those things, although I always watch the CBC broadcasts um, because I can't stand Pierre Maguire, uh, who is the behind the bench. Uh, Jillian described him, I think, best, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing what she said was funnier, but Pierre Maguire is the equivalent of peeing your bed and having to sleep in it. Oh. <laughs> wow, that's pretty good, That Jill. is the equivalent of that... Uh, <laughs> Of Pierre Maguire. So shots fired, Pierre. Right in. Okay, let's move on to what was going on in the world in October 25th, 1997, shall we? Yes, let's. All right, so uh, continuing from last week, the the number one hit was Candle in the Wind by Elton John, the Princess Diana version. And we are now listening to the live version that he did at her funeral. Very sad. We, we, we're, we're in a dark place today. Well, she just had a grand a grandson. Archie. Oh, oh yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I couldn't care less about anything royal. <laughs> Literally couldn't care less. Uh, the top movie <laughs> was still was I Know What You Did Last Summer. Not I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. It was still I Know What You Did Last Summer. Okay, good. Uh, which took in $12.5 million. So that's what was going on October 25th, 1997. Keith, did you know that it was 54 degrees Fahrenheit? Cloudy, overcast, uh, with a low of 43 degrees Fahrenheit here in Astoria, Queens, (laughs) on that very day. You know, at the risk of being a dick, (laughs) nobody cares. At least one person (laughs) cares. (laughs) <laughs> well, new friend from Texas, now you know what the weather was 20 years ago. Congratulations. <laughs> so shall we discuss a little bit about search and seizure, Keith? Let's talk about search and seizure. Yes, indeed. So uh, a couple of couple of things have returned to form. Uh, a, this was written exclusively by David E. Kelly. So no more committee. Uh, and it was directed by Michael Schultz, who we've already seen his fine work in part five Okay, in the first season. One of my favorite titles. (laughs) It really, it's very evocative. It really explains what's, what's going on. So very happy to have it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's it. We've already talked about those guys. I think it's time to get to it. Do you believe that it's, there's the old saying is true. There's nowhere to go, but up. No, (laughs) no. So uh, right now, Keith and I have to pay the bill. And so you're going to listen to us talk about anchor.fm slash start starting. Oh, my God. It's going to be so much fun. And we're back. What, that that <laughs> ad just you keeps know, getting better and better. It gets funnier every it time. It really does. It really, really does. <laughs> Especially, you know, because like the first one we did was fairly competent. The second one is the same ad, just a little bit worse. You know, turns out I really expected more more advertisers to like let us make ads for them and 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 thus far that hasn't come through uh I can't imagine why <laughs> but that brings us to season two episode seven search and seizure starting Here we go. now 
There's Helen. Bobby got no, yeah. they filmed it for this season. Bobby got a haircut. The haircut he had in the uh, first two episodes before he went back in time and got a long hair. You used to be romantically involved with her, right? Uh, that was a long time ago, but there was nothing going on. Wow. Why? What about your Victoria client, the one who murdered her lover? Are you two still... She was acquitted, and why... Hey, Bobby, good to see you. Could you just give me a quick rundown of who you're fucking still? Why are you asking me Yeah, or, also, could you just, like, lay a whole bunch of exposition? <laughs> what? Scott Hamburg, my boss, the DA. Uh... So all of the things she just said, they actually haven't filmed yet. No, 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 no. The opposite. All the things she just said, they filmed for season one. And so they were in the can before they started filming season two. He's having a Halloween party. Excuse Very me. topical. They're this is the Halloween season. And if right? you're not seeing any old girlfriends or homicide defendants. I gotta say, I'm a sucker for when shows do this. I used to love when Roseanne would air their Halloween episode. Uh, Home Improvement always did a great one. Right. Although it, it, it's got to be tough for the production because they probably film it in April. Yeah. Well, if they just label their boxes Halloween episode and put those right in sh camera shot. Be great. <laughs> yes. I'd like you to be my date. So last week, Lindsay was having a sex uh, escapade in the first 13 seconds. And in this, Bobby's getting asked out. That's right. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll... <sighs> Hopefully we won't feel as horrible about all of the sexcapades on this episode as we did last Your episode. Your deep sigh tells me that that might not be the case. Well, you know, that's true, because you because uh, if you don't know, Mike doesn't watch the episode, so he's watching it live right here. I am. Now, so it, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I'm, I'm debating internally who I have a bigger crush on, Lindsay or Helen. Ah, it's a fair bet. Yeah, they're, they're both crushworthy, I got to say. Although... Jimmy's sort of tainted Lindsay for me now. She asked you Ugh. out? Yeah. What'd you say? I said, hell yeah! She <laughs> caught me off guard. Why? Is, is that bad? Well, Bob, she's against the Brady Bill. You I said just... she was a good person. She is, but... but Wait, but so... She, she's like, but she's against the Brady Bill. <laughs> which is like, just threw it in there that uh, she's disqualifying because she's against gun control. Which, to be fair, I... I feel like I would probably have a have a hard time dating someone who is against gun control. Well, I mean, it's at least you but have something to talk about on that first date. You you do if she's not packing. Keith, do we see the date in this episode? The date that they go on. Oh yes, we do. So do they have to wear a costume? I'm so excited. You should sleep. Oh, with her. they might. Gonna sleep with her. I'm just gonna put on a Simba mask. I mean, she didn't murder anybody. I don't think for a second she won't be not murderer. Yep. Good. Against gun Excuse control. Me? Bad. I don't. Bad. Yeah, I'm sorry. She is a great person, Bobby. She's a friend, that's all. I guess I just can't help but look out for her a little. Ooh! You got Jimmy! I don't know. Every lawyer I talk to says I got no case. That take no by Dylan right. McDermott there was either Rebecca genius says, or absolutely atrocious. I can't tell. The law get in the way of your <laughs> I meant that when the law seems unjust, you can find a way around it. Mm-hmm. Well, when it comes to a pregnant mother and what she wants to do, the law doesn't give the father in much legal say. Can't you talk to her, see if she... I've done nothing but talk to her, Rebecca. You just... Where's Bobby? Yeah. Lindsay? Where's Lindsay? Hey, Lindsay, I need you now! Right now! What's Lindsay, happening? Get out of the fucking 
Well, the cops have burst in, guns drawn. You run to your lawyer's office? Oh, shit! And he's strapped with a whole bunch of cocaine. Benny, don't say a word. We'll be there at the arraignment. Don't you say a single word to these guys. Better the force long, boys. He's represented I think it's time for... Fleeing suspect! Guy who inconspicuously put a whole bunch of coke right on his boobies! <laughs> coke boobies. The best kind of boobies. Objectively, oh, no. objectively, the best kind. <laughs> well, I can see why you, you know why you, you're feeling dark this oh, morning. I thought you were going to continue on and tell us who that was. You're too many. Co oh, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> you, you threw me off with coke boobies. I'm just, I'm trying to like do the math on the on, the, and I'm like, I'm just sort of like horrified and also sort of curious. I don't know. I got, I, I got a lot of feelings. All right, so that is Paul Ben Victor. Uh, who I'm not going to say is a legendary character actor, actor because I literally say that seven times an episode and it's annoying myself. Uh, but you might know him from Entourage. Uh, he was a regular on In Plain Sight. He was in Daredevil and Tombstone um, and has done a bunch of other stuff. He plays a lot of skeezy, uh, a lot of skeezy people. There's pretty much like the practice is really good at casting every skeezy actor in the world. You know, OJ and some other people when fleeing from the scene of a crime or when just kind of fleeing the police pursuing them, you know, they go to their own home. They go to a, a childhood place of peace. Uh, they rarely run directly to their lawyer's office. Nothing makes you look more innocent than fleeing the police directly to your lawyer's office. Although, to be fair, it's probably the smartest thing to do. Yeah. They also ripped his shirt off right in front of his lawyer, so that's... We'll see. Sure did. Congratulations, Jimmy. You just became a witness. So am I, Lindsay. Oh, great. That was a weird use of synth there. The it just kind of came in and Never then mind. went. That's really how it works here. Just random synth hits. Oh, who was under the desk? That's the guy who's, uh, who's, who's set up in the other case. He wants to force his wife to have a C-section. We're not even through the opening credits, and already shit is flying everywhere. Shit is flying everywhere, and it's about time it. for... Guy who wants his wife to get a C-section! Guy who unfortunately just bought a whole bunch of butter knives from Kmart! <laughs> no. I don't even know what that means, but I'm horrified. <laughs> well, it's Halloween, so I'm trying to be dark and morose. Oh, no, that is just upsetting. <laughs> well, this poor strange man is named Harley Venton, who uh, was in Sleeping with the Enemy okay. and a couple of things. Um, but he was basically an extra or a guy who had one line on two different episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation. So congratulations. It's our first bumper. Unnecessary Star Trek reference. The line must be drawn here. There's no father! No father! That's about it. Oh, okay, great. See what? Whose child is this? I don't know. Then what's the point? The point is, my boy is exactly the same age as that one. It's just as viable, just as healthy. 
The only difference is this one's on the outside. There's no other difference. Oh, we're going. Just he's on the outside. Unfortunately, we're going there. Is another difference. We're going there. Although it's interesting. This child has rights. Until your boy is actually born, he doesn't. That's the law. Yeah. Look at him. Worth noting that, uh, obviously, Keith, I know you've probably noticed that our our backlog of episodes is starting to build up in, in views. So as we kind of predicted, people will be kind of starting from the beginning and coming forward with us. Right, right. So people might not know when this is released, just this week, a bill was passed. Is it Texas, I believe? Oh, Alabama. Alabama, where... Uh, oh, Georgia, Georgia. Yeah, anyway, it's a it's an abortion ban. What is it, six weeks? yeah. Six weeks. Yeah, it's... Oh, boy, it's getting dicey, kids. Yeah. Getting dicey. So, I mean, that uh, most people don't even know they're pregnant at that point. Right. So you don't have any... Well, let's not get into the politics of it, but but this is uh, a little bit... Uh, topical. Topical impression. Well, you tell me that law doesn't need to be adjusted. Where's Steve Harris when we need him? I'm not upset. He's right there. I'm oh, surprised. hey, Steve. Were you ever gonna ask him out? Me? No, of course not. I mean, we work together, it would be stupid. I would never want to date him, are you crazy? Look, Lindsay, if it bothers you- It doesn't I, bother me. I gotta I tell you, jealousy looks good on Lindsay. DA. I'm a little concerned that- well, Yeah, but here's here's what I'm thinking. So, in, the, in terms of the show, she's, the last time we saw her, she was fake shooting a guy in the leg for raping her. <laughs> And now she's like, gossip, gossip, gossip. I love that. I want to talk about boys. That's true. She's also self-admitted that she is incapable of good sex. Ugh. I'm, I'm going to stop harping on the previous episode, but it's just interesting to note back to back, even though they were probably filmed a year apart. Yeah, that's better than when we were in law school and I was about to go out with Robbie Winslow and you said you were worried about me catching E. coli. Case number 32606, Bernard Small, possession Well, that's me. How would you catch E. coli from a person? Well, if you're into that like weird sex stuff where you like eat food off each other, Richard Flood for the common like lettuce, <laughs> tainted romaine sex. You ever never had that? Keith? You and Jill need to experiment. Oh, eat some romaine off my cocaine boobs. <laughs> you know, it turns out it wasn't actually uh, a poison apple that did in Adam and Eve. You know that like fig leaf she was wearing? E. coli. Mm -hmm. E. coli, yeah. Totally bogus. Yeah, know what else is bogus, Benny? You're telling us you can't pay your legal fees. I'll get it. Oh yeah, you'll get it. You'll have 10,000 in cash tomorrow or I don't even stand up. You clear? I'll be back Ooh. in your cell later. You can tell me what happened. Don't tell him. Playing hardball. Did you ask for this or did I just get lucky? Oh, oh. Christ. Welcome back, Dickie. Am I hearing correctly? We're talking about Oh, uh, here it is. Hold on, I gotta find it. That judge is none other than Dennis Cregan. Cregan? Kraken. Release the Cregan. Release the Cregan. Here he is. He's, uh, you might know him from Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. Ah, uh, goodness. Truly legend. Now that I mean legend. When I say legendary, I mean... Superman is that 4. Richard Pryor? Legendary. Superman 4? No, that's Superman uh, 3. This is the one that they did with Hammer Films oh. for like $10 and was an absolute disaster. That that was like a you know, radioactive man with his like big long nails, yes. his like French tips. Hopefully I'll forget oh, that instantly was rough. That now that we've talked about it. 
Oh, it was rough. Because you're a Superman guy. Yeah. You should know Who that. else? Let's pick a different credit for him. I, we can't let him go out on Superman 4. Oh, no. Don't worry. I'm just getting, I'm just getting, getting worked up. He was also in a 1996 ALF TV movie. Oh, one of my faves. There it yeah, is. There was a TV I, movie for the, the man from Melbourne? Yeah. Yeah, they must have been trying to bring him back in the 90s, but no dice. And don't worry, he played Louis in a Star Trek The Next Generation episode, Family. Unnecessary Star Trek reference. He was trying to convince Picard to uh, work on the Atlantis project. He's got a Picard type of hairline right here. He does a little bit. I can't wait for Jean-Luc to make his return. Oh, me too. We are also talking about basic civil liberties, Council. I can't force medical treatment on a person against her will. If she doesn't have this procedure very soon, the baby will die. Does the child enjoy any civil rights? There deal? is no baby. There is a fetus. A viable fetus. Nine months in term. But nevertheless, a fetus which enjoys no constitutional protection until birth. The law says she has no right to abort in the third trimester. That means the courts have recognized that a viable in utero baby has some rights. Have I we heard why she doesn't want to have the C-section? Draw a big distinction between Not prohibiting yet, abortion will. and forcing a C-section on the mother. I'd just like you to hear from the doctor, hear from the parents, then decide Your if Honor, you want... there is no basis for any... Is about to die, Sheila. can we all just take the time to give it a thought? Well, we can think about about it all we want but the law is not exactly muddy here he has no paternal rights before birth and she cannot be forced to have a c-section there's nothing gray to consider then consider him oh come on what oh come on you don't want to look look what's next eugene you're gonna throw raw hamburger meat on everybody i'll listen to what the doctor has to say and i'll hear from the mother i will listen but don't expect much I don't actually condone that type of activism. I was in Rochester once, Keith, and I was walking. Oh, you were you went to Eastman, right? I not only I know exactly where you're talking about because I actually counter protested at the Planned Parenthood you're about to mention. Yeah, I was walking to a show. I was doing a show uh, at a theater there, and uh, they were doing just that. They were literally throwing hamburger meat at these people working at the Planned Parenthood. Oh yeah, no, I I spent a couple of afternoons there. Counter-protesting the protesters. Uh, speaking of E. coli. In the meantime, yeah. I'm ordering all of you to get together. This isn't something I should be deciding. Do you think I wanted to call a lawyer? What choice did I have? Look, Michael, we're never going to agree on this. And we will never get over it. If... Look at our fancy conference room. I know you think you have this understanding with God. I'm begging you. No. Can I speak to her alone? Absolutely not. Why? Why is I the secretary in the deposition? Influence while I what? Sit idly by in the next. I've known her for twelve years. We're friends. I don't want to throw shade. Okay. But I do have to throw a little shade. The, the crocodile tear acting in this scene thus far has been a little underwhelming. You know, and and let me tell you, I have to, I hate to point it out again because it keeps happening every person on this show is old friends with one of our major characters <laughs> it's true every single one <laughs> it's unbelievable well i mean i guess that's how you get to like majority of lawyers you i, I imagine you don't just like pick out of the uh, you don't yelp them you probably know them through some sort of channel well sure but like if you're a lawyer 
and you're running a six lawyer practice purely on your old friends, like your old friends are getting into trouble an awful lot. Well, when you have this sort of sex capades that Bobby does, I mean, that's a lot of clients. Oh. It's I well, understand. true enough. <laughs> And there has been an Plus they're defending themselves most of the time. To talk. He'll talk more to her when they go home. But here, now, this is a legal proceeding. I wouldn't be doing my job if I left you alone in the room. But the judge ordered us to talk this through. Cindy, you have two other kids. They need this family to hold together. What if something happens to the child? Have you thought about what that can do? God brought my other babies through. And I know he'll be. I love that Rebecca is the de facto mediator. I believe in God. And I believe right. he gives us free will. Rebecca he D. Cricket's back. you the choice to do what you have to do to save your child. Is she a lawyer, though? I She's not a lawyer. That you're siding with Michael. No. Is. I'm not siding with Michael. I'm just. Look, this is. So, but I, I, think, I think it's important to point out here. So, all this abortion talk, it's a bit of a red herring. This is not about abortion. This is about Christian science. Mm. The reason that she is not getting a C-section and she doesn't believe in, for whatever reason, she doesn't believe in that type of medical intervention. And so this is a debate about whether her religious beliefs can override the health and safety of the baby. So and it's it's a I think it's a much more interesting discussion because it's not just another abortion retread. It's actually about Christian science and religious freedom, so to speak. And who better to comment on those things than two white heterosexual men? One of whom is an atheist. <laughs> Both of whom ain't having babies anytime soon. <laughs> That's true. I'm who are not pregnant. I'm having my baby naturally. I'm not having a C-section. Then again... Keith, I think we both sit here as people who are on the pro-choice so spectrum. I'm on the street, right? Just talking, sure. you know, right on Beacon. Right? Is that not yeah. her choice? Beautiful people there. Hi, hi. Doing <sighs> well, but that's... Yeah, well, that, and that's, I, I think, where we get into an interesting discussion. Right. So I start to walk. They follow me. On foot? In a car at first. In a car. I'm walking. They follow me. Walk with... Are you noticing that he has this, like, interesting reverb on his voice and she has none? No, but yes, keep playing. Out, right? They're starting to follow me. Never identified themselves as police officers. Many, they were in uniform in a marked squad car. I know. That's I think it might have just been a piece of ADR you know, that she did. Oh, I know, right? I'm giving you something to work with you, that's all. Let's see if there's anything in the truth first, okay? I'm telling you the truth. That's what I'm, you know, right? So then they go stop, which I do. Boom, I stop. They go to frisk me, I take off. I am running, I am running, running. Around the street, up your building, your office. That's what happened. Meanwhile, his like shirt is unbuttoned Still, to his navel yeah. for like no reason. You can't make reasonable suspicion for the search. You underestimate me. They had no reason to chase him, no reason to search him. Even if you make probable cause, you won't get by a suppression. Again, you underestimate me. Dickie, can I call you Dick? Cute. There's this new piece of legislation out. It's called the Constitution. More cute. I'll win this. Or I'll bring a gun and potentially shoot you. I will. And I like. Got one. <sighs> I don't understand why they keep doing fan. Why they keep doing that to Lindsay? Making her like shout unnecessarily. Lindsay's become the most inconsistently written character. I think it used to be Rebecca, but I think they've they've swapped a little bit. 
Yeah, I agree. The last weeks of pregnancy lacks the right to refuse medical treatment if the life of the unborn child is at stake, including surgery. That's the Georgia State Court. Maybe she looked that up on Alta Vista. Georgia, that could work against us. Let's key side it. Better Netscape. I'll be in the other room drafting. Oh, let's get a pick of that. Yeah, that is that is some uh, some old school tech, but you know probably pretty advanced for 1997. What is that? Windows 95. It's got to be. That is something. I had I had me some Windows 95 back then. Oh, I know it. Don't you know it? Download those new drivers. Judge Kramer's not going to want to let this baby God. die. All we have to do is give him something to hang his right to life hat on. Computers don't make that noise. I think we've talked about it on the podcast before, so I won't belabor the point, but I was talking to someone recently about dot matrix printers, and they had no idea what I was talking about. And I was, I was like, wow, you lived, <laughs> you lived uh, in, a, in, a, in a very glorious time not having to go back and peel off those little perforated tabs. Oh, yeah, no, I... I certainly remember the peeling off the purse. 1964. It's old, but still. State Supreme That's another tech that hasn't been updated. Now that we have inkjet printers, we still spend $8,000 on, on ink. Although, who prints anything anymore? Well, it's that. I also, like, I, I, inkjet printers make no sense to me. Just, like, if you need it in color, go to Staples. Just get a laser printer. Supreme Court They're ordered much more infusion on a pregnant mother. Jehovah's Witness cost effective. Save the baby. Give me the site. I'll run it. 201 Atlantic 2nd, uh -huh. 537 Cert Denied, 371 US 984. You can keep that some of my cases, Eleanor, if you're going to hog the machine. Jimmy's great at trying the trying old school research. Here. You're going into court arguing a woman has no right to control over her own body. I would think they're pro-choice. This case is not about I'd like to applaud Lindsay and Jimmy, though. They've really seemed to have Excuse me? gone, right. gotten past the sex Let's stuff. Let's just do the work. Eugene's got the tie from a zoot suit on. He sure does. <clears throat> also, like, Lindsay and Eleanor have such a contentious relationship. Why are they always shouting at each other? Who's that grandma in the picture there? Don't you think if a woman agrees to incubate a child, it's the grandma got her her single tier best actress award? Still, I never bought into that my body, my rights stuff. Not completely. I mean, if a person wants total dominion over her body, she perhaps shouldn't decide to let another person grow inside it. You grow more Republican every day. You know that? I'm gonna start calling you Libby. I know it's really bothering you, Lindsay. Now, that was a Libby Dole reference from Lindsay Dole. Where's those crickets at, bro? Everything is switching uh, I'll, I'll get them. I'll get them. Here we go. You should. You have a great reputation here as that. a constitutional hotshot. If you wanted to become a DA, all you'd have to do is snap your fingers. And I'd get to work with Dickie Flood? You'd get to work against drug dealers instead of for them. I'm serious. This office would love to have you. You should think about it. Feels like a step up, Lindsay. Go for it. Definitely. Well, what's what's wrong with it? It's not a costume. It's a tuxedo. It's Dracula for the nineties. It's a vein in Dracula. It's terrible. Oh, no, no. He had big buck fangs, bloody lips. Put on a mask and you're the Phantom, man. Well, and also, like, why are you trying on that costume? It's a tux. <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, how is this going to work? Well, how what do I want to put my legs Dracula. in this? Be Dracula, not JFK Jr. Lindsay. Be Dracula, Helena. Though I have to say, uh, he's in a new show. Oh, what's it called? I can't remember. Anyway, there's ads for it all over the subway. Dylan McDermott looks not a day older than he does in these episodes from 1997. Not a day. Either fantastic genes or fantastic work or both. 
Oh, we like, just got a cameo from your cat. I, mean, I can't find the citations. <laughs> They're all in there. It's 10 o'clock. You uh, get Benny's money yet? I'll get it. Jimmy, let's go. Benny owes them 10 large? That's a lot. Oh. Not for legal fees. Jesus. He looks ridiculous. Cindy and I went to a Halloween party once dressed as Siamese frogs. We had a time. Dear gentlemen, I don't care how attractive you are. Stop wearing coats over your arms without your arms with the sleeves. Nobody's impressed. I'm our hops all night. Unless you're on the front of like a carriage. <laughs> Horse-drawn carriage. Weird going against her. I'm not against her. I think since the baby is viable, she has to have the operation. I just don't like a court telling her to do it. The oxygen supply to the placenta is insufficient. Hold on. Doctor on the stand. Guy who's in just about every Ryan Murphy show. That is John Carroll Lynch, who you might know from uh, the Drew Carey show, Fargo, the founder, or he played the Zodiac killer next to Ted Cruz in the film Zodiac. Uh, really fine, fine actor, both comedically and dramatically. And don't worry, he was on Star Trek Voyager in the episode 1159. Unnecessary Star Trek reference. He also plays this crazy clown in uh, Amer American Horror Story, which is... Oh, yeah, he plays John Wayne oh, Gacy, doesn't he? Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty freaky. It's Super freaky. It's getting worse every day. Does this condition threaten the baby's survival? That's an understatement. Fan. If we don't do a C-section, the baby will probably die. Best case scenario, brain damage. You seem pretty... Interestingly, that was a fan in the same spot of the courtroom that that giant fan used to be. Remember we noted a few episodes back that giant fan went away? It's yeah. a small fan here. It's been replaced. Yeah. Be certain, I am. The chances of this baby surviving labor are almost nil. And if it did survive, there would be severe retardation. A C-section is major surgery. Do we say it? that anymore? Yes, that's correct. The recuperation period is probably not. No, although in, in a correct. medical context, it might be different. I don't know. Without a C-section, there's a funeral involved. The baby doctor, is... a C-section poses. A... Have we discussed who this is? Uh, no, this is uh, the lawyer defending the mother is Christine Healy. And she hasn't done a great deal of things. A greater threat to Mrs. Randall. Well, when you peek, you peek the natural child. Isn't that right? <laughs> I consider the risk pretty negligible, considering the fact She's that the, the one being asked to take it. Don't you think she should be the one who decides whether or not to take it? Ordinarily, yes, but the circumstances are far from ordinary. Doctor, you don't contend that Mrs. Randall is incompetent to make the decision? No, she's competent. So let's be clear. You're asking this court to override your patient's right to refuse medical treatment. I consider the baby my patient as well. He has two working lungs. He's viable inside the womb. But if we don't get him out fast, he dies. We observed the defendant talking to a known drug user. And given the defendant's own record, we had a reasonable suspicion oh. the drug transaction could be in progress. And then what happened? Well, we continued our surveillance. Kind of droopy looking cop. Guy who should just shave his head, let's be honest. <laughs> that is Christopher Darga. Uh, I'll just skip to the important stuff. 
On uh, DS9, he played Kaibok. On Voyager, he played Isek. And Enterprise, he played Captain Varouk. Unnecessary Star Trek reference. So, uh, done a lot of prosthetic work. Uh, could you go ahead and be the uh, production manager on set and... and uh... Yeah, absolutely. What do Actually, you need? I'm going to be the production manager on set. You be him and ask me when uh, hair and makeup is. Okay. So, uh... Just I I'm, I got in this morning. I'm really psyched to do the show. I've got my lines down. Just uh, where do I go for hair and makeup? Let me see. Uh, terrible hairline, bags for days under your eyes. You know what? Let's go ahead and yep. just uh, skip hair and makeup and, and go as is. So nothing, nothing at all. We then uh, deboarded our unit okay. and approached the defendant, at which point he began to flee. You said you suspected a drug transaction was in progress. That's correct. Who was the man my client was talking to? I don't know his name. I'm sorry, you said you observed the defendant to be talking to a known drug user. Known to whom? We knew his face. His face? That's correct. Not his name. So we're basically saying here, yes, he had the cocaine, but you had no right to search him. That's, That's right. Did you see an exchange of money between my client and this man with the familiar face? No, we think the transaction was aborted due to our presence at the scene. Aborted. Hence the title of so the episode, happened. Search and Seizure. Very, very normal cases this week. Usually there's a midget or some sort of sex worker. Did you see any drugs? Little no. person. And no Just using their nomenclature. No. Well, what did you see to think? <laughs> that judge was so happy. Did you see how happy she was? As I said, we, we did, you know, it, we might as well. That happy judge is played by Ellen Gear who you might know from The Postman, Harold and Maude. She was on the Beauty and Beast television show. And don't worry, she played Keela Marr in an episode called Silicon Avatar of the Next Generation. Unnecessary Star Trek record. We might be on, on, on pace for our record. We're getting close. There is a lot of Star Trek people in this series. Conversing. That made us suspicious. Ah. Uh. So when you got out of your car, you walked towards There's one of your favorite uh, ADR right. coughs. Were your guns out? No, they were not. So you weren't moving in to make an arrest at this point? Not yet, no. And when you said stop, he stopped, didn't There's he? There's another one. Yes. And then you frisked him. We patted him down to make sure he didn't have a weapon, and then he just took off. What about the other guy with the familiar face? What did he do? I don't know. We were in pursuit of your client. Well, why didn't you chase the other guy? It takes two to transact, Objection! We both chased your guy. And when you caught him, you had your guns out? Yes. Told him to get down on the ground? Yes. Searched his body? Yes. Ripped open his shirt and found the drugs? Right. You placed the suspect... Except he didn't under go under the ground. Best before or after the search? After. After we found the drugs. Dickie's not happy with the way this is going. I'm finding probable cause subject to defendant's motion to suppress. I'll hear arguments tomorrow at 10 o'clock. Dismiss it right now. We'll waive our civil claim. I'd respond, but uh, you're probably wearing a wire. Oh, I have never seen you better. Gee, that hurts my feelings. Good one, Jimmy. <laughs> How'd we do? Good retort. I was never so good on search and seizure. Well, you'll never be a drug lawyer then. Too bad. Listen, I got the invite to Scott Hamburg's party. You? Well, he was my pro role professor in school. Anyway. Jeez, Lindsay, what a burn. You got invited? You got invited? Between relationships and uh, just his friend. No. No. 
Absolutely not. Don't even think about it. Nothing <laughs> more. I thought you might want to go. I promise not to dream about it after. It's tough to say because, like, Is there you know, any reason I could give you that would be in the right context. I get it. There's none I've been able to give my husband. I mean, I guess after your date rape drugged, Jimmy's like innocent, cute, sort of like sex dream, and he's like now he's being self-deprecating about it. I guess I can allow it. Well, like if, if okay, so the thing happened and it was ugly and 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 it shouldn't have happened, but like. Now, like, to have a sense of humor about it, I, I get it, like, to keep it from continuing to weigh down the relationship. Now, didn't this guy know his wife was a Christian scientist prior? I understand, Mrs. Randall. I, too, am a man I guess so, but I guess they, they had two Your previous Honor, kids. I know this is a difficult case. But I guess they never had a medical emergency a like this. Court to examine her faith, but rather to ascertain whether she is acting out of that faith. Oh, I get that, counsel. But I'm at a loss as to how a person would be willing to lose a child acting out of any faith. Accuse me of whatever you want, but don't accuse me of not wanting my baby. All right. Okay. Since you, you said so. You aren't arguing any incompetency here, are you? No, Your Honor. All right. You know, Eugene has been really good, and he has won so many best lawyers every week. However, yeah. if he was my lawyer... I would be so pissed off because he always looks like he'd rather be anywhere else at these hearings. Totally disengaged, always. Like he is. Yeah, he always he, he always looks vaguely annoyed. Yeah, more than vaguely. All the facts are in. Given that we have rights to privacy and religious arguments, the only ruling I can be sure of is that this should not be left to a superior court judge. These are issues best suited to our appeals court. So I'm certifying you to go upstairs and argue. That's not good. Not really. Appeals court will follow the law, which is on your wife's side. That judge is our best chance. He chickened out. He keeps us uh, to appeal. Weird looking yeah, that, extras that behind them. Extra was some sort of mob dealer. What do I do with my hands? Do you have any bigger glasses? But we're running out of time. We got a day, maybe two tops before oxygen stops getting to the brain. Is there anything we can show to say she's crazy? That way we can get you appointed as guardian then you could consent to the cesarean. She's willing to risk the baby's survival. Isn't that crazy enough? No. Does she walk around talking to herself, anything? What, do you want me to make something up? No. Oh, look at him. He, he just okay. barely did the right thing. <laughs> Against every instinct. Against, he worked so hard to not get the guy to lie. Your presence makes a statement. I'll be there. Ow! Do you want me to get it out or not? Just don't enjoy it. Okay, so basically you're going to this party to spy on me. <laughs> not basically, exactly. Oh, that's it, right there. So Ron. Lindsay's getting like a right, semi-sensual massage from well, Helen. One thing, don't wait for him to make a move. He's yeah. a lot more shy than you'd think. You know, if and I giving you, I Helen advice as to how to seduce no, right. <laughs> Bobby. You know, he can be a little stuffy, right. Helen. You know, loosen him up, you'll have more fun. Now, directly after the date rape episode, it's what a I weird know. line for her to say, huh? Right? Like, oh, just loosen him up. He's all uptight. You know, maybe like slip him something. It'll Ooh. be great. It's bad. It's it's. Lindsay's character is not well served in this season. 
policy. You want me to prosecute Kelton? Just say the word. Ow. Ow. You think about what we talked about yesterday? Yeah. They you just, like, the blew it off. Like, they mentioned it. But, like, yeah, yeah whatever, nah. Well, it's not so much <sighs> the pay cut as, you know, since I get paid in drug money, I don't declare it. Mm. Mm, zing. Really, aren't you more of a prosecutor at heart? Do you like defending these creeps? No, but defending the drug creeps is just, you know, the bread and butter that pays the rent and that allows us to do the more important cases. You mean the murderers? Exactly. You got jimmied! I mean, don't, think about how as a lawyer, don't you want to become a DA? Isn't that like... You were always the stone crusher. No. I was the one getting the guys No, off. DAs don't... It, DAs probably make a third of what a regular <laughs> defense lawyer makes. Because they're government okay. employees. We got Nolan, Wang, and Strickler. Not the most liberal of judges. We don't want liberal. We want Bible Belt. You want judges liberal-minded enough to carve out new law, Eugene. And you being a woman, I would seriously suggest that you lead the charge. We got it covered. We're going to split it up. Bobby's like, I'd help out, but I got this big date coming up, and I gotta try on tuxes. No. Gotta get back into my Dracula outfit. You worried about after? You and Cindy? You, two you think? Have a great You're marriage. suing your wife. It's a little hard to worry about that right now. You have two other kids. Shouldn't be hard to worry about them. Sorry about that, honey, but I just wanted our kid to live. Sorry. Yeah. You think I should just let it be? No. No, because then if the kid dies, how do you live I don't with that? Think Cindy would mind losing. You know, I know she won't go back on what she believes, but if the court would force it, you know, then she could have the baby and she Although, would have like, to announce her. Could you get it to admit that? Can you imagine going into a hospital against your will and then putting you under the knife against your will? Well, I mean, like, I'm not talking like shock therapy. I'm talking like cut you open and take a baby out. Well, I mean. To save my life, like uh, let's say I'm having like a psychotic break. Let's or whatever, say you still refuse. They're going to bring you in handcuffs. I think there are. Well, no. I mean, I guess uh, it. It's that's that's the hard part because if it's just me, that's one thing. But if it's to save another person's life, to intervene on another person's behalf. And again, this this is where the abortion thing gets in there. Like, when is it a person? When is it not? When does it have rights? Yada, yada, yada. But I think it's it's certainly fascinating. And and I think we get into some gray areas here. And that's why, I mean, she, we're, we're at a stage in the development of the baby where she couldn't have an abortion unless it was risking her life. Yeah, I mean, I guess we, we could it's, draw parallels now. There's this big debate over vaccinations, right? And, and it's moving towards a direction where we might legally compel people to vaccinate uh, and we should because it's not a debate it's fucking idiocy to me libby dole over there to herself libby dole libby dole was not an anti-vaxxer she was a republican but she was sane but thanks for helping us i got jenny mccartney on the line you want to talk yeah i got i got some words for you oh yeah they're very good. Oh, the way here she's backed yeah, off. Yeah, that. I have heard that as well. Here's eight. I'll get you the other two, all right? Eight thousand? I said ten. I'll get you the other two. No, I said ten. You owe me way more than that. I'll get it to you. Okay, we all set? Just do what you gotta do. Your Honor, at this time, I'd like to withdraw as counsel. 
Actually, playing hardball. Give it to me now. I don't have it now. Would you just relax? I'd like to withdraw immediately. Lindsay, you're Approach. Your Honor, once... Lindsay, can I talk? Can I talk? Don't please? touch me. What's the matter with her? What's going on? Money. He won't pay. I've warned him over and over. Mr. Small, stand up. Yes, right. Why won't you pay your counsel? I have it, but I'm a little strapped for cash right now, Your Honor, on my person, right? As if, if I've been able to sell my cocaine, but the police took it. Yes, it's awful and, you know. when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> but since you posted bail, what's his I'm name again? Wild assumption that you can pay your lawyer. The character yeah. or the actor? For an hour, get Paul the Ben money, Victor. Or I'll let her withdraw. Thank you, Your Honor. Appreciate that. It's funny. Why do you handle such jerks? Well, they're really laying the moral foundation for her to jump ship. Her right, but the right yep, is sure absolute. Third trimester abortions are illegal, so at some point the government does legislate dominion over a woman's body. A difference between prohibiting abortion and ordering intrusive cool, uh, surgery. Directorial shot. We have like a. He's doing, he's doing a 360 around the people testifying as they crossfade between them each line, but continuing the same camera movement. It's pretty cool. If you don't have to think of him as a baby, a fetus is a nice clinical word. Forced medical care. Saving human life. He's alive. Fundamental individual liberty. You know, if we took out the audio here and just put in Eye of the Tiger, we, we're on our way to a Rocky montage. We definitely are. He will die. Invading her body. He will die. Last chance. Thanks for the warning. Hold on. Drop the intent. Go with simple possession. Six months suspended. What, that much cocaine? I'm going to drop that the That cocaine won't be coming in, remember? Oh, right. I forgot. Fine. But don't be claiming unfair surprise when I bring up the Fourth Amendment. I don't think you get to claim unfair surprise when you bring up a constitutional amendment. Anybody who has a conviction? It was two drug dealers talking. Oh, right. Who's the other guy? They couldn't come up with a name. They didn't follow him. They pursued Benny Small only. And he ran. After they frisked him for drugs. Mm -hmm. A weapon. Right. Your Honor, the police saw what they thought to be criminal activity. They had a reasonable suspicion that the suspect might be armed and dangerous, and when they proceeded to pat him down, he took off. But I have to ask, what was the initial suspicion based on seeing him talk to somebody well obviously the suspicion turned out to be reasonable because it turned out to be right he had drugs yes as hunches go it was tremendous but as reasonable suspicions go they didn't act legally your honor that man had over wait if somebody who's a drug dealer is it's conversing with someone where a police officer suspects that they're selling them drugs that's not enough reasonable that suspicion no no because you can't just like People are allowed to talk to each other without being harassed. The minute they're passing money across, because they, they're discussing things, they're not taking an action. For $300,000 worth of narcotics on his person, what more can I say? Mr. Flood, I'm concerned. What did they see but two people with drug histories having a conversation? Your Honor, that is enough. Not to me. Case dismissed. Also, here's a question. Good job, Lindsay. Uh, why was why was the coke strapped to his body? Why did he have coke boobs? Because like he's not going through an airport. He's not, you know, trying to sneak it in anywhere. He was just going on the street. Like why does why isn't it not just in a duffel bag? If the police if if the police have the same rules of being able to search him whether it's in his bag or on his person, 
why go through all the trouble of taping it to yourself? I think that just feels like a TV contrivance uh, to me. I could make the argument, uh, it's probably flimsy at best, but that it's easier... Wait, have, have you run Coke in the past? Like, like when you were a bike messenger? No. Or? no. Uh, but I would, you would think that that much cocaine, which they've said was, it was a pretty substantial amount, right, would be much easier to steal right. in a duffel bag than it would if it's strapped to you. Fair. That's about all I can come up with. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, th thanks for fixing the plot hole. Halloween party. Halloween party. Here we go. Get what a ready. Hell of a party so far. Everybody's in wildly complex, expensive TV costumes. Although that generic <laughs> MIDI party music in the background, is, I'm living for it. Uh, oh my god! Yeah. Yes. I'm gonna go back in time a little bit and listen to that. Halloween. Spooky, spooky. <laughs> Halloween, but we didn't have to pay anybody for the rights to this song. You should have seen it. It wasn't even close. And look at what Jimmy is wearing. That is classic. Okay, so here's the thing. Again, getting into the like TV Halloween costume where everybody has wildly complex, expensive costumes just out of nowhere. Like, so Bobby had to try his tux on to make sure it worked. And Jimmy, with like an hour's notice, comes in this huge bunny costume, <laughs> like with like makeup and the nose. He's like, I just had it in the trunk of my car. I was ready to go. I did the fitting. I just. What's the best costume you ever did for Halloween? Oh, definitely. Uh, it, I was a soda machine. Hey, that's great. I bought a, uh, or I didn't. My dad got me a refrigerator box. And then I painted it like a Pepsi machine and put two like dowels in the middle so I could walk and carry it. And then <laughs> I went to the neighbors and it was like, oh, it's a soda machine. So they put coins in the slot and then I gave them an empty soda oh, can. That's pretty awesome. They're like, what the hell that's is this? Awesome. We uh, my yeah. the best we ever did. I usually did like put no effort in like I would put a bucket on my head and call myself Buckethead, stuff like that. Um, but this one year, it was either this year or the following year, because it was my last two years of high school. So we got my buddy John's van, and we printed up these huge uh, decals that said Publishers Clearinghouse. And we had one of our buddies get a whole bunch uh. of balloons. One guy have a fake VHS camera. One guy with a microphone. That was me. I wore a suit with a microphone. We go up to people's doors with this huge spotlight. And we'd be like, you've won the Halloween Publishers Clearinghouse, blah, 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 blah. And then the second they would bite, oh, so we'd funny. just sprint back to the van and peel off. <laughs> <laughs> you such a dick. <laughs> what funny. I think like two people fell for it. The rest of the people just tried to give us candy. This your date, Helen? Jimmy's got a whole thing of carrots. That explains things. Everything except how you pass the bar. So every really? lawyer goes to this party? But you're taking drug money? In elaborate costumes. So Dickie is is a uh, douchebag Ben oh, Franklin. damn good. Uh, that's what I'm saying. These are wildly expensive costumes. Um, so I'm wondering, since he plays douchebag Ben Franklin, whether that influenced the subsequent episode of The Office, mm. where we had a douchebag Ben Franklin. Speak. Beat it, Dickie. Oh, Dickie, that's really funny. You're clever. Did you just think of that off the top of your head? No, go ahead. Give me an excuse. That's your name. <laughs> I'm sorry. I keep just taking screenshots because I can't have enough of this. <laughs> just can't help it. Everything about this is well, right down awesome. your throat. Bugs, bugs, come on. Walk away, Dickie. Did you just call him Bugs? Bugs, yes. Yeah, I get it. But... What is that guy's problem? 
My only problem is he's only wearing a tuxedo. He's not Dracula in any way. He's got teeth. I promise they'd come back tonight. It's getting close to being too late already. Cynthia, I should do another ultrasound regardless. See what's going on. Okay. Tonight? Well, if not tonight, first thing tomorrow. Cynthia, as someone who cares for you... Doctor, please. Look how pale that lawyer is. They're coming back in. You mean the doctor? No, the, you know, the, the female lawyer. Oh, Helen is really oh. flirty with Bobby right now. The hotter the better. Right? I'll try to She's wearing that wig. I find that wig irresistible. That, like, flapper hair. I don't know. Drives me crazy. Can't help it. <laughs> this is the sound of dead screenshotting. Where's Lindsay? I don't know. She took off. Maybe she went to dance with Ben Franklin. What? Now you're getting jealous? Dude. You're not on a date with Lindsay. Helen! It feels to me that Bobby's not into it. Uh, Scott, you know Bobby Donna? Yes, we've met before. You've been a little bit of a nemesis lately. Uh, we try to do the job. Your firm seems to be growing. I just bumped into a chubby rabbit who says he works for you. Yeah, Jimmy Berludi. Good lawyer. She just grabbed him in the <gasps> dick. Oh! My God! She... That is the... You should take... You should screenshot that. Yeah, so... Following up on the heels of a main character being date-raped, she grabs him in the dick... Good lawyer. ...in public, in front of her boss. I hear enough griping about it. Anyway, thank you for coming. What's happened? What has happened? <laughs> that was crazy. Uh-huh. I mean, Lindsay did tell him to be forward. Did tell her to be forward. Well, I can't think of a... Probably didn't mean assault him. I mean, is that assault? Freedom is oh, well, we're going to get into this, but... But here's the thing. Switch the genders. ...to individual liberty than the individual's right to possession and control of his or her own person. Even so, it is the unanimous wish of this court, Mrs. Randall, that you save your child. Yeah. However, for us to order you to do so would be repugnant to our Constitution and to repugnant. your freedom. A competent woman's choice to refuse medical treatment must be honored. The plaintiff's motion is denied. We're adjourned. Okay. You poor martyrs. How heroic of you to stand up for our Constitution. This is the doctor. The law was supposed to protect the weak. That baby is a human being. And your defense of our hollow Constitution amounts to murder. That's a high price to pay for freedom, you heroes. Okay, Doc. So they, yeah. So they can't intervene to save the baby. Last night at the party, I felt like a criminal. I mean, not that I listened to Dick Flood, but let's face it, I'm a drug lawyer. I'll see what I can do. What if he was like, Ellen grabbed me in the dick? I've picked up six new clients in the last month. They love my work. Now, I'm good at it. And if I don't stop soon, we could all start getting rich, and then I'll never be able to stop. Mm-hmm. You okay? Me? Why? 
You've been acting a little strange. Did something happen? <clears throat> Your friend, Helen, how well do you know her? What'd she do? Is she a promiscuous person? Oh, you gotta be joking! Bobby, who has slept with everyone in history, including murderers. Rebecca? She said she'd be back by lunch. She went to the doctor with the rent. Maybe we could get him. Meanwhile, Jimmy's in a corner somewhere, like praying someone would grab his dick. With the SJC, it's worth a try. It's over, fellow. He almost did. I mean, not Lindsay, but the little drummer boy. What? <laughs> what you think it's funny? <laughs> Bobby, she yet. Uh, Sometimes, um, she likes to shock. Likes to shock? Come on. If, what is this, girls will be girls? If I did that, I'd get sued. She can be wild. He's right. Did it really upset you? Upset me? Does that well, look like the face of someone who's upset? Yeah, we can well, discuss the principle. Well, the, yeah, but the principle, I mean, like, look. Here, here's where, here's the, where I object to it. It's not even so much like you're on a date, somebody makes a move before you're ready like okay that happens the the thing that i object to most is that she did it in public in a place where he did not have the opportunity to say please don't do that that that's that's where i mean like look i i say this like if she did that to me i would probably not be unhappy about it but i you know i i i think to be fair and to be just, like, you can't just pull that shit. That was wrong. Yes, okay, in the context we have, but there's a wider context. Like, how long have they been at the party? Have they been drinking? Has he been giving her signs? Like, they're, uh, Yeah, but, but, but wait a minute. But this, we, but, like, we just had this discussion last well, week. Well, all, all of that's moot. He clearly was uncomfortable. Yeah. He, he clearly was uncomfortable. So it's, yeah. it's not the fantasy I'm painting for myself. <laughs> And stepping yes, in. So take it's... take your own dick out of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but his prudeness there, even though he's slept with murderers and just about everybody else in the world, shines light on Lindsay. She's like, yeah, I got another prude. Yeah, but also like not wanting to be groped okay. in public by a virtual stranger so. doesn't make you a prude. The situation hasn't changed. Lori, could you tell Rebecca to come in, please? Sure. Really moving around in there. Why is Rebecca got to come in? I can't feel anything. Because they're old friends. Remember, she's old friends with everyone. Hey, is it okay? Hi. <laughs> Rebecca. They're doing an ultrasound. If I could record this and bring it to a judge, I mean, how can he deny that that's a person? It's over, Robert. I mean, at least in the court. All we can do now is hope that Cindy is right and that God will somehow he will. The only way for God to save this baby is for him to change your mind. See, I have a question now. Screen. Is her religious beliefs stopping her from inducing or just the surgery? Because she's against a C-section. Why can't, but she, she's taking other drugs, you know, she's, she's on, you know, painkillers and all these other things. So it, she doesn't have a religious belief against medication. So why can't, if the issue is not, it's not safe to give birth naturally to this baby, it's that there's something wrong in utero that's that's hurting it while it's there. Why why can't they just induce? I'm very curious actually. If, if everything this is this most interesting story to me because from a from a narrative standpoint because, um, I mean clearly David Kelly's made clear what his stance is. I mean they've been pretty heavy not have want to say heavy handed but they've been pretty overt with the arguments against this mother's wishes right. 
Right. However, how they resolve this is very interesting because if they deus machina it and she has the baby and he's fine, that muddies everything. But if they kill the baby, that's a huge swing to kill a baby. Right. You know how, what I mean? how are you going to get yourself out of this, David E. Kelly? Let's find out. Look at your child. For his sake, for God's sake. That's yes. enough, Robert, please. Yeah, Robert. I'm almost done. Maybe we should get another doctor on this? Go ahead, uh, stand up there. Hold your wife's hand. I guess I'm uh, just too uh, emotional for this kind of work. Now, uh, the doctor's going to do something here. Rebecca, for Michael's protection, I want you to know that he doesn't know what's going on here. What are you doing? Just relax. He's what aborting a baby? Inducing? What's going on? Dr. Larson. Bring that tray. What for? What's happening? And Michael, Cynthia, congratulations. You are the parents of a beautiful baby boy. Oh. Suction. He just you are, you. He put her on an epidural Then did the C-section Right in front of them without them knowing he was doing it No, that wasn't a C-section Yeah, no, it was And that's the creepiest look I've ever seen Wait C-section is really, really involved like, Yeah, he just cut her open And pulled the baby out Nobody saw that? No no, I don't know that he that was a C-section and not induced. I think they say it. Well, let's find out. I mean, I don't know a lot about C-sections, but I don't think you could covertly C-section. Regardless, whatever he did was against mom's wishes. Yes. Leah's acting so stiff, I figured a part of him might as well be. That's fucked up. Now it's fucked up. Bobby, get a second. Now they're giggling about it. It was over the pants, though. It... <laughs> Again, flip the gender. Wait, wait, you know what she did? I'm she sorry. trumped him. Yes. She so full on trumped, that, him. He trumped him. She grabbed him yeah. by the dick. Sometimes the double standard cuts our way. Look, I suppose you're no, wondering, does she go uh, around fondling I grab him by the dick. The I don't. You can do I anything because I'm famous. to shock you a little. I'm thrilled that you're a prude, actually. Doesn't make you a prude. Let's face it, I... I think we both work hard. We both get lost in our cases. I... I thought we needed something other than our jobs to talk about. That's your explanation? That you were giving us something to talk about? Well, um... Here's my home phone number. I made the first move, but at heart... I'm a traditional girl, so, um, balls in your court. Actually, you've already, you've already felt the balls. The you, balls the are balls in her <laughs> hand, apparently. <laughs> She's already admitted I'll take her right to her room and Lori will go with you with the baby. I don't know if I agree with what you did, but... Go, be with your wife and son. I don't think he C-sectioned it. Maybe he desectioned it? Because he had the suction and he had the thing. I think what he did was he just delivered the baby. I think he induced labor. He induced, yeah. 
criminal. Even then, you usually have to push and stuff. Uh, Technically, maybe. I th no, That's really. why I think it was a C-section. You took a knife and cut into a woman. A woman who's probably the most grateful of all of us right now. See? Doesn't matter. She refused. I stand corrected. You took a scalpel and you cut To rescue a baby. You think you're some kind of hero. You committed assault and battery. Well, go to the police, Rebecca. You know what? How hey. dare you? How dare you? I wanted that baby to be saved just as much as you. But you took a knife and you put it and in And I do house. it again. No, you won't. I will see to that. Let me tell you something, Rebecca. She's bonding with that baby already. That doesn't mean And she, she will won't. not report this because all that will do will disrupt their lives and put a microscope and into a baby's life that does not deserve it. And that's won't report you? Well, don't count on me. I did what I had to do. And so will I. He did what? He, he gave her a spinal under some pretense. She couldn't feel what he... Wait, he just gave her a cesarean? Push. All of a sudden, it was out there. I mean, he was holding it in his hand. He cut her and took him out, the cord. Well, 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 where are they now? At the hospital at Brigham. Uh, and the baby's okay? Fine, everybody's fine. I'm going to go see. I'm going too. I'm going to the police. Well, that's going to cause a whole lot of consequences, and who's it going to help? It'll help the next woman. Eugene, I can't believe what I just saw. Just think on this, um, that's all. I mean, I'm a team Rebecca here. Yeah, well, I mean, it's... But if the I parents aren't going to press charges, what, I mean... I'm looking for Lindsay Dole. I'm Lindsay Dole. Miss Dole, Jason Swoboda. I've been referred to you by some friends, and I was wondering if... What friends? Well, Benny Small, for one. Drug guy. I'm a businessman. And some of the people who work for I'm sorry, Mr. Swoboda, I'm not really taking on new clients. I don't have an actual case to you now. I was just hoping, you know, maybe to put you on retainer. Sometimes, as I'm sure you know, things happen quickly. I feel like we've seen him in a previous episode, no? I don't think so. Representing or with another drug guy? I will look it up while we play. I've had some bad luck receiving payments from people in your business. and That's why I'm prepared to give you a retainer. Well, I would need a retainer of at least $40,000 before I'd even consider it. Hell yeah! Get that money, money, money! <laughs> he just opened up a briefcase full of cash. And no, he was not on the practice previous Make it rain for Lindsay! <laughs> what a moral quandary. Although she had a figure ready to go. She, no, she was locked and loaded. <laughs> Here's my pager number. Benny already gave me yours. So hold on, Bobby has taken such a U-turn. You get grabbed by the dick one time and all of a sudden you're, uh... You're a freaking uh, moral genius over there. Thank you. Oh, and man. after, like, just a couple of episodes ago, we, like, spent all of this time talking about, like, the type of clients the practice takes on and, like, to be better at what we do and to be like cash. Jimmy. Like, Dogbite was all about this. Oh, and now man. we're, like, taking briefcases full of cash. And, dick, like... Dick scrabbed, yes, cash taken... I mean, we do have a little bit of, like, sad synth oboe, but that's really about it. Money makes the world go around, world go around. Hey. Hey, Eugene. <laughs> Hi, Eleanor. Oh, he's beautiful. So David Kelly's answer is, hey, you know what? We're going to covertly do the C-section, and then Mom's going to be happy anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I heard what happened. You okay with it? I don't know. I guess things happen for a reason, and 
I don't know. Sheila, come see my boy. So, like, why are all the lawyers at the hospital? Yeah. Like, they don't need to be there. Why are they? Don't even know these people. They're lawyers. How did I just change my mind? We just want to be left alone now, Sheila. No more attention, okay? Sure. It's a cute baby, though. It is. Looks like we have an external shot that wasn't on a soundstage. Hey. We're on a back lot. How about dinner? Shit. Tonight, Bobby's yeah. like, you know what? I've I reconsidered. Late, and I, I figure you, you gotta eat. Are you sure? You're, um, you're not afraid of me. <laughs> a little bit. No, he's not. You sure? Look at her coming up seductively. I'm not afraid of you. Okay, um, truth is, dates scare me. Especially the dick grabs part. All about it. Yeah. Yeesh. Going in for the kiss right now. Okay, glad that's over with. What is this puppy deer in the headlights thing from Bobby all of a sudden? <laughs> Do you remember three episodes ago he was full on like banging that murderess in his office? Yeah. Look at his face now. Oh shucks. He's afraid. Let's go. Lucky for you, I leave. He's just not used to being manhandled. No. Snowing. Yeah, they're actually, they're actually on location. Interesting shot here because across the street is a church. But she is walking up to a police station. To possibly Church report. and state, literally in one shot. Which is about what this is. Episode's about. Very clever. She's not going to do it. She is dressed nope. as Blossom again, which is nice. Yeah. She's going back into the unnecessary steam. Steam! Steam! Oh, she hit herself right in the head with that bag. Did you see it? <laughs> she sure did. Look at that. We got through search and seizure. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen. Interesting episode, right? Really, really interesting. And, uh... You're you going to, uh... I just needed to get... <laughs> I needed my snake charm. Much like Bobby. <laughs> oh! Oh, snap. Yeah, sorry about that. That was bad. No, right, no, but you know what it's time for? It's time for something when I can find it. Stall, 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 There it is. Most valuable lawyer of season two, episode seven. What do you think, Dex? If I'm not mistaken, they all lost this week, didn't they? Nah, Lindsay won. She got a Coke dealer off. Coke oh, boobs. Right. She did get Coke boobs off. And she took $40,000 in cash. And she's really, she's basically on retainer as a drug lawyer now. She sure is, yeah. 
So does that disqualify her? I mean, as the only winner. No, she won. She like as as a lawyer, she accomplished what she was trying to do. It's not the most moral lawyer. It's not most moral lawyer. No, it's That's most true. valuable lawyer. You just want to prove that you could do that right off sitting down, not warmed up. You could just sing that shit. Fuck yeah, I can. <laughs> um, she <laughs> also convinced that a weeks, mere weeks after being date raped, she convinced her good buddy to uh, assault someone sexually else. assault someone else. So she really did. I mean, I, she's firing all cylinders. I don't know how she's not our <sighs> pick. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I think she's the most valuable lawyer. Maybe oh, God. her character is still being horribly abused by the writing. Uh, but at least she did get to win a case. Yeah, she did. <laughs> Although right. Jimmy, Jimmy almost single-handedly won from that costume. If there's a best Halloween costume, Jimmy best wins. Best Halloween, yeah. We don't we don't have a jingle for that yet, but maybe we'll get one if <laughs> <laughs> we have more. So can, we, can we clap for Lindsay? Uh, oh, oh, sorry. Yes. Lindsay, you are the most valuable lawyer. Congratulations. All right. And you know what it's time for? The next category. Already famous because you've been on TV Getting a pay Watch your first entry on your IMDb Way to go and you're the best guest actor You are the best guest actor You are the best guest actor on the episode Okay, best guest actor What you thinking, Dags? I think maybe the doctor? Yeah, John Carroll Lynch. I th I think definitely. And I, I'm going to give it to him for one moment. And that is, uh, if you watch the episode, right after uh, he does the C-section, he goes up and gives them this, like, dead-eyed half-smile, which is the most terrifying, like, shot in the episode. And uh, congratulations for that, because that was terrifying. Yeah, and congratulations for being maybe one of the only doctors in the world who could, with seven or so people in the room, somehow secretly cesarean a baby out of a woman. Like a magic trick. That was like, I don't know, we, I don't know enough about the situation. He but didn't I'm pull a, ba a rabbit out of a hat, he pulled a baby out of a womb. I've known enough people who have had cesarean sections uh, I have a, a, a big enough sample size that I can tell you that not one of them was surprised by its ease and fluidity. <laughs> Surprise, baby! <laughs> yeah. Um, like, baby, fact, he's just fine. I've heard at least one horror story of the feeling it pretty intensely. So, Ooh, regardless, uh, let's not take away from his moment. Congratulations, John Carroll Lynch, for your best guest actor. And now it is time for... You killed your podiatrist or blew the case But you let a single tear run down your face You're the best actor on the show So, continuing in the pantheon of people who have kind of swooped in and taken it at the last moment mm -hmm. Though I thought she gave a pretty in, uh, adept performance throughout the episode I think in the last few shots, Lisa Gay Hamilton really showed me some pretty awesome stuff yeah she did some good rebecca de cricketing here um I, you know she had i think the most sort of passion in the episode like she she definitely was the one feeling more of what was happening than everybody else uh so uh yeah i mean i think I, you know i liked the performance that mcdermott did i think like it, it's it's hard to do a dick grab and not overdo it <laughs> 
to like receive a dick, a public dick grab and not go. Burr. So uh, I thought that was good. I I actually thought he did a good job handling that. Um, I just that think the story response line. that storyline still just doesn't ring true to me. Only and not I, I get it. I think flipping the genders there and it's an interesting point to make. And I, I you know, I'm very flippant and I don't, but I don't disagree with any of the things you were saying. However juxtaposed to the way his character has been throughout the first 20 some episodes we've watched it seems right. just somewhat incongruent to me that he would respond so aghast right no and and i i think you're right and we'll and and we'll get into it for the spare tires but within the episode self-contained with the episode itself independent of the writing and direction i thought dylan did a good job with that so i'm gonna go split decision half one point for Dylan McDermott. One point for Lisa Gay Hamilton. Congratulations to our co-best actors of the show. Which leaves us only one important thing to do. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to announce how many spare tires this episode gets. Well, that's a trigger warning for me because uh, just yesterday, I've had my car now for... Uh, since 2012 so that's what seven years yeah six years ish um i just put on the like 12th or 13th new tire did you really that thing pops tires like nobody's business you just like you lightly touch a pothole flat tire really well and both of us have gotten our tires our wheels stolen yes in this neighborhood as well our tires yeah, we we're both here in Astoria, Queens, which is like a really nice, really neighborhood. nice it neighborhood. Is, it is not a like we can't afford to be here. Like we're getting priced out. Uh, but for whatever reason, we have both returned to our cars to find them on cinder blocks with our wheels gone. Yep, I have. Oof, oof. So anyway, sorry. It, it was it was you I called when that happened. Yeah, I, I recall. Yeah, you're like, did this happen to you? I was like, yes, it did, sir. Yes, it did. Sure did. Uh, that uh, said. Luckily, this is a better episode than last week. Much better. Yeah. Um, I think we're back, though not in the pantheon of greats. No, I mean, I, I, I there, there's still some icky. Th I, I think the the repercussions of the last episode still continue to sort of add an ick factor to this. Um, but I, you know, I, I think the 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 Benny Small search and seizure thing was. I don't know. I don't know if it was that exciting. It really did continue the storyline of Lindsay's uncomfortability uh, with the work that they're doing, uh, which I thought was interesting. I loved the story about the baby. Um, I think the, I, I think it, it's a really complex argument to make. It's not one that we we have. It, you know, it it brings up gray areas in all sides of that, and I I thought that like yes, there was a convenient end to it. Um, but I thought it was clever. And in some ways, from the mother's point of view, right? So she's saying, God will take care of this baby. God will provide for this baby. And you could argue, God did. You know, if, if, if you believe that there is a God who is orchestrating these things, then that God would be working through this doctor who, who uh, intervened and saved the baby. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely cohesion in that. Generally, kind of the, the theme of this show is... That disconnect between what more morality says, what just being a good person says, and what the law says, kind of all intermingling. And this rode that line really nicely. So I think 
though uneven, more yeah. more even, <laughs> and there were yeah. some, really some great laughs and some good moments too. Um, Plus, crazy Halloween costumes. We a, got to see Jimmy as a bunny. I and, mean, come and on, just an, and just just like a Hall of Fame dip, dick grab. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna say s- 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 seven spare tires. Seven spare tires. All right. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, it's definitely a relief to come back and do, you know, a, a more, you know, like a real episode that wasn't a travesty like last time. You know, I, I thought the the one thing that I think saves the dick grab moment is that, you know, Bobby is pissed and he points out the the hypocrisy. Um, and so, well, I still think it it shouldn't be played for laughs in the way it was or blown off. At least Bobby is like saying, Hey, wait a minute, this isn't okay. Which I appreciated. And I think rescued that storyline a little bit. So all told, I'm going to give it six and a half spare tires for an average of 6.75 spare tires. There it is. Okay. Well, welcome back practice. Uh, happy to have you back. Looking forward to next episode, uh, which we will, uh, be coming up to next week with an episode entitled The Means. Now that would be would have fallen on Halloween, right? So I guess we uh This was yeah, it was they was off uh this episode was November 8th. Oh, okay, so they took off. All right. They took off. Oh, um, so if it's November 8th, then I've got a really interesting this week in the basement. I can't wait to do some research. Oh, do you really? I do. Oh, okay. Well, how do you know these things off the top of your head? How do you, like, know the date of these things from the 90s? Oh, Keith, I just I just do. Okay. Now, if you'll well, excuse me, I've got to slick my hair down and prepare to sing for a bunch of old men. <laughs> yes, try to do some dick grabs. It'll be great. But you if you want to grab our dicks, you can do so at outofpracticepodcast no. at gmail.com. Pick for a pick. <laughs> oh. <laughs> No, no, we we did we did so well, and we went off the rails right at the last. Or outofpracticepodcast.blogspot.com. Check us out, or find us on the Facebook or the Instagram at outofpracticepodcast. There it is. Uh, yeah, let's all go enjoy our beautiful Saturday afternoon, shall we? But first, laser sounds. Laser sounds. What is wisdom of one? Wisdom of One is the story of me, the brave and powerful hero Skankross 7 and counting. Wisdom of One, there's like all these crazy adventures that we go on. It always has something new. <laughs> this podcast has many, many personality disorders in evidence. See if you can spot them all. The one telling the story is shockingly repressed. Yet another Dungeons and Dragons comedy podcast. Interrupted by long stretches of grunting from Dagon and pointless NPC nonsense you should skip through. Sometimes it's just more fun than real life, I guess. So find us on your podcatcher of choice. Give us a listen, rate, and review us. We need your help there for sure. Wisdom of One. Failure is a way of life. Charisma of 20.